Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. It's Chris here. And I'm Syl. And uh, yeah, it's May 2nd. Uh, today it's Sunday. And what day in, in Maple Leaf history is that, Syl? Well, I believe uh, this is the anniversary of our last Stanley Cup win in 1967 today. Yeah, that's it. I was reminded this morning. Um, yeah, and we always like to celebrate our... Um, our past, our history, and a lot of jokes come from that, from opposing teams. But hey, that's why uh, I guess a friend of mine actually put in his post, that's the fact that it's so long ago, somehow it's made Leafs Nation stronger and believing in the team for like, and being so dedicated fans. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I mean, I don't know. I, that's how that's how he looked at it. So you got to take a, another positive is the fact that our team now is finally doing well. I mean, we've had other teams, obviously, throughout the past uh, 54 years, I guess. I think it's 54 mm -hmm. years. Um, but um, we've had other teams that have done well. But uh, this one here seems to be a little bit different. So we're crossing our fingers for uh, a long playoff run and uh, at least getting at least getting one uh, win in the uh, one round anyways, at least. Um, yeah. But uh, anyhow, we want to start off the show with that. And um, we also wanted to start off uh, the show with uh, giving our condolences to the family and friends of uh, former Leaf Miroslav Freecher. Uh, Freecher was a scoring winger, uh, played seven seasons with the Leafs, and he played in the not-so-great 80s, which we remember well, especially me. <laughs> for my uh, Speaking for myself, I know. Um, I just remember for the longest time back then in those in those early 80s, like we only we always only had one line. And finally, when P um, Miroslav Freecher came along, uh, he was a scoring winger and he his centerman was Peter Inichak and uh, Walt Podobny was on the other wing. And um, unfortunately, he's sadly passed away as well. But um, it formed an exciting second line. That's what I'm getting to. They were an actual second line that we had, which we never had. And I actually remember saying that to so many friends of mine back then um, so that uh, we were all excited to finally have two lines, not just one line. But um, yeah, so Freecher is uh, still in the top 50 all-time points as a Leaf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, he was, um, he did add a little bit of uh, excitement with that line. Um, I, I definitely remember him as a player from back then. Um, interestingly, Lance Hornby also tweeted a comment from Freecher's line mate, uh, Peter Anacek, uh, 
after Freecher had picked him up at the airport for his first training camp and they were driving down the gardener, Freecher turned to Inachek and said, uh, look around. If we play well, we can be kings in this city. They love hockey. Uh, truer words can never be spoken. So rest yeah, in peace, Miroslav sure. Freecher. Um, yeah. Yeah. On a happier note, uh, something to look forward to and also related to Leafs alumni, there's apparently going to be a TV series about the life and times of Borja Salming. So uh, filming for that is supposed to start next year. I, I can't actually think of a more colorful leaf uh, to follow because he is, uh, first of all, he looks like he could still play now. He's yeah, exactly. great shape. So like, <laughs> even if they just did workout videos, that he does. And, um, you know, they could really market that, but he's like very entrepreneurial. He's started, uh, uh, like ball hockey leagues. Like he's like done so many things and he's still very active in and creating new and different things. So I'm, I'm actually yeah, well, really he, looking forward to that. Yeah. He's all over social media. I mean, totally. on Instagram, he's like, he's showing like, he's definitely like an outdoorsman kind of mm -hmm. guy. It seems he's always doing stuff outside and, um, and yeah, I think he has, he has like a clothing line. Now I think he has like, he's getting into like linens and bedding and stuff like that. I don't know. He has lots of things going on, which is great. I mean, he just turned 70. Um, so it's great to see him doing well. And yeah, I look forward to this, um, this TV series. Um, it's going to talk about uh, like him coming like in Sweden, as well as coming over obviously here and, and playing in the NHL. Um being one of the first Europeans to 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 come over here and play, and what that was like. So yeah, yeah, that's um, definitely going to be um, something to look forward to. And then another Hollywood moment for us, um, for our team. We haven't. I don't think we've mentioned it before. So I, I think figured, we did, but it was really, really early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah might be in the, right at the beginning of the season when we yeah, found out they're this, doing um, this. Yeah, this Amazon sports documentary, All or Nothing, it's called, which um, is going to be released apparently in the fall before the start of next season. So that's a really, that's a really big, um, from what I read anyways, through the, there was like a real big discussion between the NHL, the Maple Leafs and Amazon to, to mm -hmm. come together to, to be on this, um, to do this documentary. So that'll be interesting as well. Like to see actually, how that, that's, um, the timing of that is actually kind of smart because depending on what happens at the end of this season, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they can edit it to fit the appropriate narrative. First of all, before they actually release it in the fall. And the other thing is, is it can also be, it's, it will be like a, a hype moment, like regardless of what happens, I think, to to put it out before the next season starts. Like that's like what a primer. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Nation, right. So, yeah, it's kind of and very it, smart the way they're doing it, because regardless of the outcome, like obviously we hope the outcome is going to be as positive as can be. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know, if that doesn't happen. There's ways that they can edit it and and you know put it out to fit the appropriate narrative, right? So, yeah, I think and, that's, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully by then, like, and the NHL is hoping everybody's hoping like this pandemic thing that they'll actually be like we'll be looking forward to actually going to see the games in person yeah. next season. So I mm -hmm. think so to have this as a primer, let's just say, like to get ready for it, like you're saying, it's yeah. well positioned. They right, are. That way. 
I swear to God, MLSE is like the most brilliant marketing machine there is. Like just when you think that they can't do anything new and different, like because obviously everybody copies throughout the league and throughout all the other leagues, the stuff that we do or the stuff that MLSE does. I'm not uh, an employee, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like that's actually quite brilliant. Anyway, so lots to look forward to for the for the team off the ice. And we've got a lot to get to with the team on the ice. So let's get to it. So we're obviously going to cover the good, the bad and the ugly. And then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel and get into another third period segment. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Good, the bad, the ugly. So this time it was kind of fun because last time I think we didn't, we couldn't pick up anything that was good. But this time we have some good stuff for both of us. We, we've it was pretty it was pretty easy to pick it. Um, my good this time is the veteran forward group, um, and that being Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, and our new addition to the team, uh, Nick Foligno. I was I was gonna say Mike Felino. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we'll we won't go there. But uh, no, Nick Felino. Um, so they're to me they are in fine form as we get closer to the playoffs. Um, and um, yeah, Spezza and Thornton both have five game point streaks going now. After Saturday night, they both got points last night versus the Canucks. Uh, Felino has a point in every game he's played, so he has a four game point streak going. And Simmons is being Simmons, basically just being a presence on the bench, chirping people, sticking up for teammates and doing what what we thought, what we knew we were getting for, from him. And he's he's doing well on the ice, too. So. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's just good that they're getting tuned up at the right time now. Right. We're getting obviously we only have five or six games left to go before the playoffs. So, um Definitely, um, they're all they're all getting themselves ready, ramping up. Especially Jumbo Joe there too, with his um, <laughs> chirping antics with uh, against Winnipeg. And uh, I don't know what he what was bothering him so much from uh, Nikolai Ehlers there, but um, he definitely got was chirping him. And uh, Jason Spezza, I mean, this is his second season now with us, so he's. Uh, but I think he's actually doing better than he was last year. So like. And he's 37 this year. Like he's a year older, but he seems to be better. Actually, that's one thing I noticed too. Like the young guys, um, like Sandine and Adam Brooks. Like he now Adam Brooks is centering the two old guys. Uh, I know it's hilarious Spezza. seeing him yeah. sitting between the two guys on the bench. He looks like this baby. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, God, but he's taking it all in. Yeah, yeah, he's taking it all in. And but what they said was they're like Sandine. Actually, he was funny when one interview I I saw of him. He's like those guys actually try to be younger than us. <laughs> he said right. He goes they he goes it's great. He goes right. He goes they come into the room and they're all like uh, it's like they're all younger than us or they're trying to act younger than them. So um, I think that positive vibe that way too from ha- having so many played so many games and and just all their experience like it it uh it, it's just going to be it's infectious basically on the team and then um yeah and then Nick Felino I mean he uh I'll get into him a little bit more too we have him uh, in another section but um 
but he's he had that speech going um i guess before the first game that he played versus winnipeg he had the speech where he uh where he basically said like he how how excited he was to be a leaf so um that i think was was really really interesting as well but um yeah so i don't know I uh, I agree. It's, uh, to me, I find it interesting, you know, what a difference two weeks can make, because literally on our last podcast, we were lamenting that we're not getting any secondary scoring for this from this group. And uh, now uh, they basically have decided to turn it on. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic uh, what we've seen from them. And obviously, we were looking forward to those those games against Winnipeg as, as another marker for them. And they really, really showed up in those two games and particularly this this veteran uh, forward presence. Uh, so I think that did get people fired up um, and and is a good signal for our younger guys that, you know, we they mean business. And, um, and, you know, I think that we do need people like that to help us carry, help carry us through. So uh, definitely, um, they did start showing up. So let's hope that that can continue. Um, I think, yeah, I think that for Felino going back to him too, I think that connection to the past is important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From that 93 run. But um, yeah. So, So what's your good? My good, um, you know, this is somebody else that we sort of discussed a little bit last time, too, is uh, Rasmus Sandin. We were wondering if he was ever going to get into any games. And uh, lo and behold, um, yeah, he's basically been um, a real uh, bright spot in uh, this last uh, bunch uh, of games. And uh, before before you get into it, it's funny because like you said the last mm-hmm. time, yeah. like, we thought the older players, like we were saying the last show, the older players or the bottom six weren't any good. They come, so it's almost like they're listening to us. Maybe they are listening to Ladies Talking Leaks, right? Because then I don't know. We, we spoke about Sandine, right? Maybe and so uh, then all of a our, sudden Sandine is playing and he's playing great. I, I like to think of it that our passion is so strong that we're putting these vibes out into the universe, you know, along with other members of Leafs Nation, I'm sure. And, and you know, the hockey gods, maybe they're listening. So anyway, exactly. anyways, uh, go on. Back to Sandine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he's played seven games this year with us. I, I actually didn't even remember that he got into a game with us in February. So he played one game, like just a very short, <laughs> I think five oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so but it was, you know, not memorable, I don't think. Uh, but since he's been called up, he so he's been in seven games total. Um, he has three points, all assists, and he is a plus seven. So he is basically checking all the boxes right now. Uh, but what I notice and what obviously everyone's talking about is is his poise and his hockey sense is is off the charts. So uh, the big strike against him, I think, has always been his size. Um, that also, I think, has been put to bed in, <laughs> with that check that that uh, yes. Wheeler tried to lay yeah. out on him and flatten him thinking that he could lay out this, this punk kid coming in and uh, he, he stood his ground and, yeah. and it was a, like, yeah, a reverse hit and, and Wheeler basically bounced right off of him and kind of got uh, felt it. Let's just say so. <laughs> so I think he's definitely working on his strength. So like if he can do that, um, yeah, he's going to become a really, really uh, complete uh, defensive uh, 
player, but also he's got these offensive skills in hockey sense where he can just find people. And I, I love him on the power play and I would, I, I look forward to seeing him for years to come, you know, quarterbacking that top unit because he seems to be able to get pucks through. So um, yeah, I, I'm super, super impressed with him. And I, and I think this, I think we knew this is what we were going to see from him. So let's just hope that it continues and that um, he keeps building on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, I listened to an interview he had, he was on uh sportsnet and, um, and I didn't know he actually played with uh, Willie's brother. He has like a pretty strong connection with the Nylander family. Yeah. Uh, he uh-huh. played with Alex Nylander and, over in Sweden mm-hmm. and they came over together um, like when they were, because he had played junior here, he played with the Sioux, yeah. right? That's how the, I guess there's the connection with Kyle Dubas and Sheldon mm-hmm. Keefe, like they know him. And um, anyways, I didn't know though, there was this connection with Willie's brother, Alex. And um, yeah, so that's kind of fun. And they both have the same agent apparently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say that he says that he, and Willie's the roommate of, uh, <laughs> now he's the older brother, I guess is now, Rasmus Sandin's uh, roommate. So that's kind of cool. So that um, that's happening. And he seems very, he's very confident, definitely, like mm-hmm. in his abilities. And, and it seems like he's grown a lot since last season. Um, and, and yeah, so I, and, I look forward to it as well. Like, like on the PARP. Said, he's a great interview. Oh, yeah. He yeah, does not his, give on, those canned responses. Like, I do no. like listening to him. So, yeah, because he said, um, he also said some people were asked, some of them were asking like what, um, like how does he approach the power play? And because they were saying like it's, he seems to be seeing the ice well, that sort of thing. And he just said, he's very just upfront. He just says, you know, I'm just looking for the the best play, like the open man or the open guy. He goes, I'm not always trying to f- filter it to like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Like if they're not there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send it there, obviously, sort of thing, right? So, I mean, he's just, it was, it's like, it, it's almost like it, it, like it makes so much sense what he's saying. And it's like, okay. So it's, it's translating a little bit on the ice. He doesn't get that much time on the power play because he's no. only, he's on the second unit still, right? But I, for that. I see that in his future for sure. But yeah. Anyways, so we uh, should move on, I guess, to our, yeah, our bad, to the There's bad, maybe a little bit of bad. Just the bad. Um, I mean, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't too much to choose from. The bad uh, I picked out here was from the, uh, the Marlies had, a, I guess, a COVID outbreak. Um, and so from that, and I'm not sure if there was anything else in the league, but the AHL announced that this year or this season, the 2021 Calder Cup would not be awarded for the second year in a row. So, um, so yeah, what they're going to do apparently is uh, the AHL is going to just award a trophy to each divisional winner. So they're still going to play out the season. The Marlies played their first game back was yesterday. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, they lost, unfortunately. But um, it's still good to just have at least their back, they're healthy, and that they there's somewhere to play for these players, right, with the taxi squad going up and down and that kind of thing. And, and also for our... Frederick Anderson, obviously, which is the story, never ending story there, whether or not he goes down and at least he has a, there's that opportunity to play somewhere if he can't get in a game here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the the bad though. The fact that uh, there is no Calder cup this, uh, this season being awarded again. Yeah. And, uh, that's yeah. very sad. 
and it's um yeah. it's tough on those players so like i just i can't even imagine like emotionally and even you know you know financially uh it's been really tough on these guys that are you know basically down there looking for a break right and mm-hmm. covid is just robbed so many people. I mean, obviously, you know, being a hockey player, you're in a little bit of a privileged class of people, but, you know, in the hierarchy of of hockey and the NHL, um, you know, you are just in that league trying to make your way to, you know, get up to the big club at some point. And this definitely makes it difficult for the development of of a lot of these guys. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so Sill didn't have anything bad, right? No, no. I could no, I really, either. really racked my brain, but I yeah. I was kind no, of there wasn't that. with good feelings <laughs> and I I couldn't really pinpoint anything. Like I really would have had to nitpick to pull something out. And I just thought, eh, after the couple weeks they had, that's not really fair. So I'm just going to yeah. pass on the bad. Yeah, this and time we're around. also passing. Yeah, and we're also passing on the ugly too because there's <laughs> nothing ugly, and it's good because we're getting close to the playoffs. We don't need anything to be ugly right now. Um, I mean, the power play still has to be tuned, <laughs> fine tuned, or or got up to speed, but uh, it's not as noticeable. Let's just say that for now. Um, yeah. So yeah. So. Let's move on to some more positivity and roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit uh, earlier on, but our number three pick, we are going with Nick Felino. So he played his first game as a Leaf versus Winnipeg on April 22nd. And as Chris mentioned before the game, he addressed the team to say how excited he was to be a Leaf. He was even wearing uh, his uh, dad's old leaf cap at his first media press conference uh, that his dad gave him from the 1993 run. And he's, of course, wearing his dad's number 71. So, uh, yeah, and and he has not disappointed. Like, I would say, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to be a fit on that top line. But honestly, it's been pretty darn seamless. And Matthews Mm. and Marner are getting really good looks he is doing whatever he needs to physically without, you know, I, I would say that his just positionally, he's he's fantastic. And even last night, he made that great defensive play in um in the I think it was even in in yeah in the defensive zone and and basically flipped the puck around going down the other the other way. So uh, yeah. he's a really, really smart player. And um, I actually kind of like him up there with them for now. So we'll see um, if this means that when Hyman comes back, he can slot in um, to that third line, which I think is what they would prefer uh, so that they could really beef up that um, that line. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I love that he wears the the cap. I think he's going to be wearing, from what he said, he's going to be wearing it every every press conference whenever he's whenever he's called for. He's going to well, wear I the mean, cap. That's going <laughs> to maybe bring us some good luck. So yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, ever since he came into the lineup, we're on a four game win streak now. We've mm-hmm. won every every game, so I don't think that's a coincidence. And um, yeah, no, he's uh, definitely looking fine up there with Marner and Matthews. And I think, I mean, I think it also proves that. Basically, anybody can play with those two players. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> True. And I think they would be fine. But um, 
But yeah, so let's go on to number two. Number two, we put as Jumbo Joe Thornton. I think I don't think he's been on our highlight reel this year. So uh, he collected his eleventh. 1100th, I was 11th, 1100th career assist versus the Habs, and he became the seventh player in NHL history to do this. Not to mention, I mean, I guess this is a compliment or uh, something. He is the, he became the oldest player to score a goal for the Leafs at 41 years old, and he passed Leafs alumni, uh, Alan Stanley, with that. So, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, reaching some rarefied air um, when it comes to uh, this league and even on our team. So uh, that's pretty special company to be only the seventh player in NHL history to do that. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can still see it on the ice. He again, like also a veteran guy, super, super smart player. Uh, just really knows where to be on the ice, very economical in where he chooses to be. I, I do think he's one of those guys that that definitely knows where the puck is going to be. And also, he must be good at chess. Like, honestly, some of these guys, I, I bet they're, they're good chess players because he seems to be able to see things a couple of plays ahead as to, you know, how to, how to, you know, how things are going to click. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic for Joe. Yeah. And then... And, uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> so I'm, like, slipped off there for a second. I Your was turn. Thinking about, uh, actually, I was thinking about Joe. <laughs> um, you know, getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame was what was in my mind at that moment. Anyway, so I drifted off a bit there. Well, sorry. That's, that's so, pretty much guaranteed, probably. <laughs> yes, yeah. I would think so. So, yeah. number one on our highlight reel um, is the one and only... Austin Matthews. So obviously our listeners uh, should know by now that the highlight real moment, the moment of his 35th goal of the season versus the Habs and how he batted the puck out of the air, got it by the player and then controlled the bouncing puck to shoot it past the goalie, Jake Allen. Yes. What a moment. Uh, just another wow moment for AM 34. Like it's just, he's making it look so darn easy right now. Like I, I don't know, like last night, I think I commented to you that the game, um, he looked like he was playing like in a Timbits game and he was like the, the one player that was like way, way better than everybody else. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to keep adding him on our highlight reel here as he are, is putting more and more uh, accolades together. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like we should tell our listeners. It's not like, well, I mean, they they know, obviously. I mean, it's hard not to include him on every highlight reel on all all of our highlight reels because the guy just does something every, like almost every game. Like he rarely has a night off that you can remember where there's something that he did that's not noticeable um, at a a different level than everybody else. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. And we just want that to continue going into the playoffs. We, we know that it will and that, um, yeah, and he's still going after that uh, Rocket Richard trophy. So that's what we're um, we're looking forward to. Now, we should give the honorable mention. Um, Syl thought of this uh, as well. She, she was thinking very hard about this. She couldn't remember what it was. But an honorable mention goes to Jason Spezza, who, um, who this was really cool, actually. He rallied with his Leaf teammates to... Um, he rallied, rallied them to chip in and support their Marley brothers. 
Um, as we discussed, being a professional hockey player in the AHL this year has been difficult in, in many ways, so including financially. And in Jason Spezza's words, they're a part of the family, and uh, the Marlies are, and they're just taking care of each other. Vintage is a special player person and role model for our young guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like for him to think of that, and um, I don't think they actually wanted it to come out, but somehow yeah. it did. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like it's it's tough. It's tough playing in the AHL and, and uh, some of these guys like they're like, and especially with the whole COVID thing on top of it. Um, and they're just not, they're not getting the opportunities like that they normally would um, in, in this odd time basically. And um, yeah, so it, it's really good that the, that the players decide to do that and, and, uh, and support their Marley brothers. Hundred percent. So, moving on now, we're going to our third period. Mm-hmm. The third period. So, this is where Syl and I we picked a couple of topics to to discuss, um, just in general, whether they're leaf related or not um, leaf related. But in this case, I decided uh, to talk about because we're getting close to the playoffs now, and I want to talk a little bit about. What's going to happen once we get to the conference finals where the uh, Canadian team is coming out of the division and where they're going to play? There's an idea circulating that the Canadian team will have to move the location, its location to a, to a U.S. Um, arena, um, obviously to a, a place maybe where, where a team is not, uh, didn't make the playoffs like Buffalo or Detroit, for example, let's say in our case, because they're the two closest uh, teams in the US. And this is all assuming, of course, the border is closed. So I just don't think it's fair that the Canadian team would have to move out and live out of a hotel in a city that they don't know. But from what I get, uh, or I understand, the opponent will play in their home rink. And majority of the US cities now have fans in their building. So we're going to play in this empty building and we have to stay in the hotel and not have our usual environment, let's just say. And, but the other team, let's say by the time we get there, it's the final four. So let's just say it's Tampa. I don't know. Um, like they're going to basically just play in their home rink in, in Tampa and have all the facilities available that they're used to and stay in their beds and all that. I, I just don't see, think it's fair. I don't know. I think that I really hope that they figure something out either with the Canadian government or um, like, or by that time, maybe things, I mean, I did see yesterday, Toronto uh, said that there was, um, I guess we got 40% of people are vaccinated with their first shot. So way to go, Toronto, sir. Then keep going with the vaccinations. Um, And, but I don't know. I just don't, I, I think, whoever is playing that Canadian team should have to, if it has to go into like a bubble again, then they should have, they ha- should have to play out of the one rink and not have any fans. I don't think that a team should play with no fans and then go to the, to the U S well, team's home. Rink. My thinking is, is that if they go to a U.S. market, uh, they will have fans, but the fans are not going to be leaf fans. No, they're going to be yeah. fans like American fans. Yeah. Like I might do. I would I would assume that if they decided to say go to Buffalo or Detroit, there's a chance that you're going to get fans of the Leafs that are able to 
that live on the other side of the border. So that are, that are American, maybe that they, they do like the Leafs um, or are, um, you know, expats or whatever that live on that side now or something like that. So there, there could be some, let's just say. Yeah, However, but apparently, apparently there was also, I'm forgetting the finer details of it, but there was something said that it's no guarantee that it, let's just say if it's a board, like us, we're a border yeah. team, let's just say, no guarantee that we'll be playing there. Like they could send us to, um, yeah, no, totally. Like, made, like we could go play in Chicago, for I, example. Yeah, I heard, I heard Chicago <laughs> mentioned actually, and I think yeah. it's somewhat dependent on, you know, where who our opponent is going to be. So if the opponent is going to be in the West, then they may put us somewhere right. where they're just not playing. So Chicago is is an option. Say that their yeah. their run is done or whatever, right? Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that there should be, uh, any fans allowed in. However, because this is a revenue thing, there's no way that's not going to happen. Now, I'm just hoping that if they do, and I'm sure that this is that the MLSC will negotiate this, like they're obviously going to be getting, you know, say, say, let's just use Detroit as the example. And they're allowed to have Michiganders come in and watch the, the games. Who's getting the revenue from that? Is Detroit getting the revenue because it's their building? You know, that's the other thing is that the other yeah. team gets the full revenue, potentially. And then we're getting like MLSE, you know, is going to have to split the revenue or maybe not get any at all. So to me, they they have to make that fair where like even with that is that I mean, not like MLSE needs the money, but you know what? That's our only advantage. So I want them to get what they're due. And yeah. uh, um, yeah. they it's probably a, it's a very... should make it a pool and split it equally amongst all the, the teams that are that are in there or something, because it's it's not equitable. It's just not it's not yeah. fair. Right. So and yeah. it and it's an unfair advantage. Absolutely. For whoever is playing out of an American team like I don't it's know. It's a fluid situation, as they're saying. Yeah, and I, mean, I did we are, hear we are uh, early. Yeah, and right? headliners like, I mean, did talk about that last night too. Chris Johnson mentioned that there's there is still a chance that Canadian teams are going to be able to play out of their home rink, and they are. But obviously, that announcement is not going to be made until the eleventh hour because they're still negotiating it. But that is that is the that's the option. That's their preferred option that the Canadian teams do indeed play out of their home rink. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to wait June, and see. I think June first, somehow I have June first in my mind, but June first yeah. I think is the deadline for them to actually have something in place, um, either with the Canadian government or to say what's going on. But But even with that, that, I mean even say say, you know, we are in the conference final and they're allowed to play out of Scotiabank Arena there's like a really good chance that we're not going to be allowed to be in that building. So why is it oh, okay no, I for the other that, other yeah. teams in the States to have fans? Like, yeah, even, even no, if they're playing here, they're not going to get that same advantage. Like, you know? No, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah. And anyway. another thing just quickly that I think is dumb is how our season is ending on May 14th, but because the Canucks are still playing games through to May 19th, we're going to be waiting a whole week, basically, before starting the playoffs. And the U.S. teams, from what I heard, are going to be starting with what was originally planned by the NHL that week of... Because um, the season was supposed to end on May the 12th. So I think they would have been starting like on May 14, 15, the uh, 
I just think it's dumb that, I mean, I think the Canucks are playing three games worth versus the Flames, their final three yeah. games. And it's like both teams could be out of it by then. They might even be out of it like this week sometime. And they're like, they're going to make us wait a whole week and sit around. Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually think that there's still a chance that that might not happen. And I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't really see the need for, you know, because it's not like their venues have any impact. So let them play out their games. You know, that's fine. You can still televise them and everything. But why can't our playoffs start at the same time as everyone else? Because it doesn't, it doesn't impact them at all. So if they're just playing out the string, let them play out the string for their lottery position. But the playoffs should still be able to go on as starting because because it doesn't it doesn't have any effect on any of the venues or anything. So it should should be able to go on. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. All right, so that's my rant. What do you want to rant about? Well, okay, my <laughs> thing was What do you want you know, to talk we, about? Obviously, we're a ladies or women's uh podcast and um you know, by women for women, although we do welcome all Leafs Nation to listen to us. Uh, but my beef was about uh, the Women's World Championships and how it was canceled at the last minute. Um, uh, well, I mean, by the province of Nova Scotia, you know, they had some some cases come up. But really, the double IHF is the one that, you know, canceled it and didn't seem to really do anything to, you know, find another option. And of course, they said, and I again, they had them on, had uh, Renee Fassell on uh, Hockey Night in Canada last night. I wasn't really too thrilled with the things that he said, but the way it was handled, I mean, you've got to wonder if it was a men's event, if the same thing would have happened. Um, like, for example, right now, the, the under, I think it's the under 18 world championships for the boys is happening right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's still going on, uh, you know, for the women's game. This is pretty much their Stanley Cup. This is the thing that they work for and look forward to every year. Uh, would they cancel a Stanley Cup final? I don't think so. I think they would find a way to run it. Um, thankfully, it's been rescheduled for August. Uh, the site is still to be determined. However, um, and it looks like I think that they're saying that it's probably going to be somewhere in Canada. So more most likely in Alberta. But but yeah, I just I really feel like if this was um, this all has to do with with corporate ad revenue and things like that, that they just if it was a men's um, tournament, they would have found a way to run it. Yeah, yeah. I read uh, an article, an ESPN article, Emily Kaplan uh, wrote, and it's included in our in our links and our show notes. If our listeners want to have a look, it was a really good article. They uh, spoke to like um, uh, Sarah Nurse, right? I get mixed mm -hmm. up with Kia yep, Nurse because yep. yeah, I yeah. watched the Raptors too <laughs> <laughs> with Kia Nurse and Sarah Nurse. Uh, she was in the article as well as uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield, the mm -hmm. American uh, player. Anyhow, like these these women have not played a meaning, meaningful game in like two years, almost mm. like over two years. They haven't played a meaningful game. Many of these players don't make money doing this. Um, and they arrange the time to like for their training. And in these cases with the whole COVID situation, like they're away from the family, away from jobs. Um, I guess 
like they have to arrange, obviously, each country has to arrange booking like their travel arrangements, their flights, their hotels to like prepare. That's all lost, basically, mm-hmm. like from this. Who knows if they'll get money back from that? Uh, I don't know with those arrangements. But for me, they followed all the rules from what I read in this article when it comes to quarantining right up until like the last day. They were all even the overseas um, teams like Hungary and uh and Sweden, Finland, those teams, they like they were getting ready to go on the plane. And then then they get this notice like, no, don't go, no, don't get on that plane. Stay home sort of thing. Right. It's like, I don't know. It, it's I can see why they're frustrated, like with the I, I, IIHF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easier to say it. International Ice Hockey Federation um, not having a contingency plan. Like, how can you not have a contingency plan in case of this? I. Mm-hmm. Province of Nova Scotia, I do think, is also like a little bit to blame. Also, I mean, wh- how can you wait until the day before? <laughs> yeah, until, like until like they know the dates as well. Like yeah. they're not dumb. And then the and, yeah, like why was there not any communication leading up to yeah. this or discussion? Like um, a, at least a week before, anyways, to let the IIHF know um, that you know they're worried, kind of thing, yeah. right? Like something, but. In reality, they needed to also have this contingency plan, and it really makes you think, like, is women's hockey an afterthought kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? And um, it it means a lot to um, even, like, little girls growing up playing the game, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they look at this, too, and then it doesn't give you a very good feeling, but um, no, I hope— No, I, I think that, you know, it's it's all well and good to celebrate these women— so much, you know, during the Olympic years or whatever, when they they show up for us and they've given us incredible moments uh, in, you know, the several of the the last past uh, Olympics. And so we we're always celebrating them. But when the chips are down, like who who is really back giving them support and backing them? It's just not not right. So anyways, very disappointing. Yeah. And but at least like you said, in I think it's in August, they might be I think it might be in Calgary that they're thinking of yeah. having the tournament again. So yeah. hopefully that works out for them. So, um, yeah, so games, going back to the Leafs now, uh, games we're looking forward to as we go into the last uh, last couple of weeks of the season. Um, for Really, it's just about clinching first place in the North Division. And for Austin Matthews to basically solidify winning the Rocket Richard trophy. Like there's yeah. no actual specific games. I mean, they're playing three games versus the Habs, so I guess that's possibly the tune-up, I guess, to to play them in the in the first round. Uh, but really it's about securing first place and and that Rocket Richard trophy for Austin Matthews. Yeah. That's what I, I think I really agree that there's not any one specific game I'm looking forward to. I'm just I'm looking forward to more uh watching them ramp up and uh, just, you know, the different things that we've seen emerging over the last two weeks, you know, like, you know, that fire, the, the, the secondary scoring starting to come together, just things kind of solidifying and um, getting a little bit more set. And I am looking forward to, you know, I don't know what game this hap- will happen to be in, but I'm looking forward to seeing Zach Hyman back in the lineup and seeing how he, looks and feels and you know if freddie might get in <laughs> i was just gonna game, say yeah, um, our goaltender you know, situation hopefully we'll see how we'll, how that uh, yeah. turns out right yeah. so it's just just seeing all the pieces of the puzzle 
um, getting back put together. So anyway, uh, before we go, we do want to wish all the moms next week out there a happy Mother's Day. Mm hmm. Yeah, so happy Mother's Day. Uh, it's next It's next Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. the 9th of May. Um, so yeah, we, however you spend it, enjoy it. And um, even though here in Canada, we still in quarantine here or in, uh, what do you say? We're in lockdown, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we can't be together with moms, but however you spend it virtually, um, just uh, make the best of it. Basically, that's what we're all going to mm-hmm. do. So as always, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show, please DM us on any of our social media platforms and follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at our handle, which is at LTL1917. And you can also always email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com. Yeah, and another way to connect with us is at kofi.com. That's ko-fi.com. Uh, There you can follow us and check out our video intro where you can find out more about us and how our podcast came to life. If you choose to, you can also support us there and buy us a coffee. I like Tim's personally, but (laughs) Kofi is good too. Uh, Any donation goes uh, to helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. Find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes and any of our social media profile pages. As always, thank you to our healthcare workers and everything they do. Stay safe and well, everybody. And go Leafs, go! Go!